Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, let's get the inside scoop on the Celtics. It's Scal time. Brian Scalabrini on Merloni and Fourier. Brought to you by Shaw's. Perfecting the art of fresh since 1860. Here's our guy right now of NBC Sports Boston. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Brian Scalabrini. Scal, what's up, man? Luke, Christian, and Mego, how you doing? I'm on the road, back on the road. Whoa! Yeah, that's a big moment for you. Hey, I wanted to, I wanted to get your thoughts first. I thought you did a great job with KG. And were you really nervous? Were you really nervous when you they know, first yeah. told you that? Well, you know how? Let me tell you guys. When I do normal things, it's easy. <laughs> like if, if I, you know, and I can mess up a game. You know, I might do an interview that's on tape, and you edit it, whatever. But this was a one-of-one. One. KG's not getting his, his jersey retired next week. This was a one-of-one. One. So I went out there, and I just wanted to make sure that I represented him well. I gave him his time, and, you know, like, and that was his only demand. So, we, like, when the Celtics went to him and said, what do you want to do for your, your speech? He was like, I want to be interviewed by Scalabrini. So that was it. So I had to make sure I delivered. And, you know, I, I think the world of, of, of KG, I didn't want to let him down. So, yeah, I was nervous for sure. Was anybody surprised that Pierce had nothing prepared to say when his turn came up to talk? <laughs> no, but they they told like that went back and forth. Like I was supposed to interview Paul and KG together for about five minutes. Paul goes and sits down. I was gonna you know chop it up with some stories and whatever. But that guy like kind of changed. So all of a sudden they go, Paul, say something. He's like, you told me I wasn't uh-huh. gonna say anything. Oh, so you it, you guys burned him then. Setting him up. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. I didn't do that. I just said, I mean, I just think, like, he thought that he wasn't going to say something, then they thought he was, and he was like, whatever you want me to do. So it wasn't like uh, they told him. To, they, I think what he thought going in was that me, Paul, and, and Kevin were going to sit down for about five minutes at first, but then they changed that at the very last minute. So uh, you mentioned Paul and KG sitting down there together. Um, get curious your thoughts on the Ray Allen experience that was going on. I know KG said that you're next, Ray. Do you think that, that they'll retire Ray Allen's number? I know you were there throughout this whole process of him leaving as well. No, so so I was there for the three years, and then the, I was in Chicago for two years, and then that's when it kind of got right. bad after that. So you can say I was the glue to keep this thing together, right? <laughs> Very fitting. Very fitting that I was the one that set up the question to, you know, bring them back together, right? And so uh, the only question is when those big, when those three guys, like, you know, went center court and took a picture, you think I should have jumped in that picture? Yes, yes, they like needed the, the white mamba. <laughs> you know, the white mamba. You think they were Tyrus' number, like you said? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. 
I don't I don't know if they will or they won't. I have no idea what decision they make on that one. But it, it's KG was a no brainer. So was Paul. I'm not sure what they do with Ray, but I'm not saying it's no. I, I just don't know what they would do. You know, Scalos, you know, paying attention to the Brooklyn Nets and, you know, their ability to, you know, whoever wants to put 50 points up can put 50 points up. Like Kyrie go put 60 the other, the night before that. What was it? Uh, Durant with 50. I mean, you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago on the show and I was, I wasn't buying into it as far as the Brooklyn Nets being a threat. Cause I just felt like they would implode eventually. But now I would guess they probably have most of the Eastern Conference probably freaked out right now. Yeah, I think you're right about that. But the, there's a lot of question marks. Ben Simmons, is he going to come back? They say his back is hurt. Kyrie Irving, this vaccine mandate. And now you see it's like going into baseball, the Yankees and the Mets, and mm-hmm. the Yankees are trying to get involved. So it's like, uh, it, it's listen, it's hard to win. You know, it's, hard, it's really hard to win when you have distractions and, and stuff like that. And it's really hard to win when you have injuries. So – I look at them and I say 100% that these guys are a big-time threat. Nobody wants to play them. But on the other hand, if Kyrie's only playing in road games, if Ben Simmons is hurt, like there's a lot of, of factors that come into that. And here's another factor, just, you know, the road to getting there. You know, like if they – let's say they open up with Milwaukee in the first round, then they have – you know, let's say it's oh, – I guess it won't be Miami. It's Philly in the second round. Then they play Boston in the conference finals. So – like that road is also a treacherous road when you're looking at the Eastern Conference. So there's a lot of things at play. When it's all when all the dust settles and we find out what's up with the mandate, we find out what's going on with Ben Simmons, and we look at the matchups, I think I have a pretty good idea of how much of a threat they are. And you know what? And just look at Vegas and see what Vegas has because the, the Brooklyn Nets have fluctuated up and down all year long based on their ability to win it all or, or go to the finals. Scal, of course these teams want to win down the stretch, but you are looking at seeding the closer that you get to the playoffs. Do you think that the Celtics or any of these other teams in the Eastern Conference are going to be angling for particular seeds to avoid uh, some really big challenges early on, especially with the Nets having a much lower seed in the conference? Yeah, I think you have to play that game, but you never know what's going to happen. Like they, if, if, it, if it plays out right now, then, you know, like Brooklyn has to go to Toronto without Kyrie Irving. So to, to play for the, 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 the number, you know, the seventh seed to, to play number two. So I don't know if you can play that game. I, you know, like I, I think uh, if, if you're looking at it, I think if everybody was honest, I think everyone would be positioning to try to get the third seed because the, the uh, Cavaliers are just not playing good basketball right now. But who's to say that they don't drop off and, and uh, Toronto moves up? So, it's just like I, I think right now, like we're it's a little bit too early to say like if Megan, you're uh, you know like thinking that player teams are going to lose games to 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 fall into a certain seed or whatever, but that could happen. The last you maybe know, just give a little rest, give everybody a little rest, a couple before. games. Yeah, but I, I I don't think that rest and and positioning for seeding will come in will come into play. I I think rest like. I think teams might look at it like, you know what, we feel good that we're not going to drop and we'll be fine with that. But right now, I think Boston, Boston, Chicago, you know, we're a half game back of the Bulls. Like, we don't really have the luxury to rest. You want home court advantage. I know the Bulls have not played well, but they have guys coming back. So you're going to want home court advantage in that series. So I just, the way I look at this whole thing is, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that until maybe like the last three games of the season. Talking to Brian Scalabrini, NBC Sports. Scal, uh, Jason Tatum, I, I feel like even if we went back 
two or three weeks ago when he was playing good basketball and his team was winning. I felt like it's been a huge jump, what's gone on, right, in the last two weeks. There's been a lot of nationally televised games. He's gone up against some of the great players in this game, and he's come out on the side as far as beating these guys, even the one-on-one matchups. What do you see the last two weeks? You know, I know it's been the last couple of months, but the last couple of weeks here has been insane for Jason Tatum. Yeah, so probably I I wish I had like this new thing to tell you, but like the spacing has been good for the team, so he has space to work. I think the ball has been moving. He's been making a lot of simple plays, which like I felt like two years ago or a year ago, and I think Tatum has been doing it all year as far as making the right basketball play. He's just starting to get really good at it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning when he was giving up that ball, and and now he like he, I think he, there's like inside of him he knows that he's gonna have. I, I don't. I'm gonna throw this number. I don't. I should find out what this is because this is what I do. But I think it's like the ball is in his hand 60 times a game where he's making plays. And if you look back to when he played with like Kemba or or even with Kyrie or any any other times times he was on the floor, he probably had the ball in his hands 35, 40 times. So. He just knows, like, when I give that ball up, the ball is going to come back and find me. And I think he's, he doesn't press as much when he has the ball in his hands. He makes the right play late in games. He gets double teamed. So I, I just think, like, you're, you're adding in. He's getting really good at making people around him better. If, if I was guarding the Celtics before, we just double-teamed Tatum. But now, you know, the way I look at it is, like, you can't really do that. You can't overhelp on guys because they'll, you know, give up open shots. So there's a, there's a lot of like good basketball plays that he's making that's open, that's making his life a lot easier. And that's the reason why he's having these monster games. All right, Scout. So the defensive player of the year, like a lot of like rumors about guys who work for that award are coming up. You know, the, the Celtics have the number one ranked defense in the NBA, but I don't hear a lot of Rob or, or, or Marcus smart, you know, even though they're pretty damn good. So if you could only have one representative with the hope that that particular player, Rob Williams or Marcus Smart, wins the Defensive Player of the Year award, only get one representative, which guy would you pick has the best chance Man, to win it? That's a great question. They're so different. Um, so I, I think, man, this is a tough one. Well, Marcus I guess it would depend is, on how you view the award. Like, are you yeah. is it more rim protectors or is it more perimeter defensive guys who are nah. covering the best player? Well, I, you know how I think. Here's I, I don't even know if you, like how how like tied in Celtic fans. Are. I, I think like Mikael Bridges is to me one of the best defensive players in the NBA, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is like off the charts as a rim protector. So each guy, and if you, all you hear about is Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Bad Butterfly, those guys are all miss a bunch of games. So I look at like, at um, at those two guys. Bridges first, and then and Jaron Jackson. Yeah, but who's your rep? Who's your who's the one guy that you're setting out there to represent the the Celtics in order to win it? Who you think has the best chance? Yeah, I. So he made moving of Rob to the off the ball and have him guard the corner, so he doesn't guard the best player. He doesn't guard the best big. He's he kind of just floats in there. I think that that might hurt him. So I would say. You're, I see what you're saying. Don't split the vote. You yeah, want to make just one guy. If everybody has to vote, vote for this guy and don't make it Rob or that guy. Yeah, I guess I'd go with Smart. I would yeah. go with Smart on that one. Yeah, just he's just so good defensively. There's he can guard so many different players, and it's an underrated. Um, like being an on-ball defender, making guys miss is underrated in this league. And guys still challenge him, and he still guards, and he loose balls, and all that stuff. So I guess I would. This year, I would say Marcus Smart, but I, I know exactly what you're saying. You don't want to split. You, you don't want to end up splitting that vote. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people do that in the All Star All Star voting as well. Mm-hmm. All right, that's my guy too. 
All right, listen, Scott, we appreciate it, man. Enjoy it tonight. Go late one out in Golden State. That should be a good one. Yeah, it always is when these two match up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 